What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's second episode of the Southeastern High School Athletics Podcast. On this episode, I have the two coaches out of Tennessee, Coach Clayton Morris from West Carroll War Eagle Football and Coach Keith Hodge from Dresden Lions Football. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Stop recording. Hey, Coach, how's it going tonight? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. First of all, congratulations on another big uh, win over Greenfield Friday night. Yeah, it was a good night. Kids played really well and did a lot of things uh, really crisp and and executed the game plan well, and and they um, got a big big region win. You guys beat the color confused Yellow Jackets uh, forty four to nothing. Uh, How do you feel about your team's uh, your offensive performance overall? You know, I was going back and watching the film and. And, you know, when you play a game like that and you win that big, you know, it's easy to get caught up in feeling good and you, you really go back. You know, a couple of days later, once the emotions have wore off and and you watch the eye in the sky and just kind of see see how well we executed the game plan. And, and that I was probably more pleased watching the film on a Sunday, uh, late Saturday night, early Sunday Sunday morning, and, and just how – how well we executed what we wanted to do and how crisp our kids played, especially with our blocking scheme and how the, the big man up front played and, and how they got after it and where they put their hips and how they positioned their hands. And, and they were just doing a lot of the little things right. And so that probably made me feel better than the absolute, you know, than the actual score on Friday night. Um, who had a big game for you guys overall on offense? You know, obviously, if you look at the stats, you know, Jay Long had a real big night for us. He had 21 carries, 345 yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, so, you know, you, you just don't you, you don't shake a stick at those stats. Those are impressive stats regardless of who you're playing. But, you know, he'll be the first to tell you our offensive line are, is the reason that, that, you know, those stats happen. You know, our, our five down plus our tight end and wing, they did a really good job of blocking, and they understood what we wanted to do. And as I've already said, they did some upper-level things as far as hat placement, hip placement, hand placement, and, and really making a crease for Jay to hit. And so, you know, it, it was just a real good night for us offensively. What's been the key to his improvement over the year from the beginning of the year to, the, to now? You know, beginning of the year, it was his angle on things and, and really trying to fine-tune his path to the mesh point that better suited his skill set, uh, made him become more explosive and get him going a little bit faster. And, um, you know, over the over the year, he's just continued to work at that and, 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 you know, building that chemistry with some of the younger linemen that we have and understanding where it is we're wanting to set up the blocks. And, and he's just trusting it. He's trusting what he sees and he's hitting it. And, and, of course, the bye week helped him get a little bit more healthy. You know, he's been battling an ankle injury for the last few weeks. And, and that bye week really allowed that ankle to really get some good treatment, you know, do some good therapy on it. And, and our trainer, Jonathan, does a great job setting that up. And so, you know, he just looked like a new kid uh, against Greenfield, and, and he's had a great week of practice. So I hope he can, you know, be able to do that for a few weeks to come. Awesome. Um, switching a little bit of topics, uh, talk about Jackson Mims and his improvement as a sophomore as and a first-year starter. Yeah, you know, he, he's still – if you talk to Jackson, he's going to tell you that he's still struggling just because he has high expectations. You know, he wants to be able to go out and contribute. And, and you know, yes, we're a run team first, and that's just who we are. We're going to be physical up front. We're going to try to dictate the flow of the game and, 
and the physicality of the game. And, and, and I just believe in hanging our hat on that. But, you know, Jackson brings the ability to be able to open up, you know, the offense a little bit and, and kind of stress some defensive vertically and, and horizontally. And, and he's struggling a little bit here recently, you know, according to his standards. And he's done some really good things. And he's done some things that a young quarterback is going to do. And, and he's continuing to hang in there and grow and develop. And, and I think the thing that, that, you know, he doesn't realize yet, but one thing that I realize that doesn't show up on the stat sheet is leadership. And, and it seems like the offense is really playing hard for him. He's commanding the huddle. He's getting them in and out of the huddle quick. Um, he's just getting a good feel for controlling the game and, and the throws are going to come, the stats are going to come, but sometimes you just can't teach that leadership and just having that knack for, for being that quarterback and overseeing the other 10 guys and understanding what it is that our signal caller on the sidelines want to do. And, and he's really kind of developed into that here, uh, you know, the last few weeks. Awesome. Awesome. Um, your defense pitched a shutout Friday night. Uh, how, overall, how do you feel? about their performance yeah um you know coach dolan put a lot of work into this scheme um you know a couple reasons number one it was his hometown uh you know coach dolan coach dixon and another one of our coaches coach lanham are all from greenfield so half our staff it was a little (laughs) bit it was a little bit personal for them and 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 so you know they they put in a lot of a lot of heart and sweat into this one and you know greenfield did the uh flex bone triple option some you know they got the shotgun and did some pistol stuff some out of it too but but they're a veer midline team, and and anybody that coaches against that understands that there's there's a level of detail that goes to a defensive game plan when you play a triple option team, and and so Coach Dolan, you know, really kind of repped it and and went with it, and and I and I, you know, on Thursday I had to run scout team quarterback, and we were running midline, and I caught a face mask to the face oh. um, at a mesh point, and and I looked at I looked at Coach Dolan, I said, if they'll do that early in the game and set the tone, we'll be okay. I mean, it cut cut my eye open and busted my nose and everything. And wouldn't you know it, the first time Greenfield ran midline, you know, our two DTs, that were defensive tackles that were pitching hard, met at the mesh point, had a really good, uh, really good stunt on. And they set the tone physicality-wise and and, and let Greenfield know that, you know, we were going to attack that mesh point the best we could and really kind of make them carry out the triple and, and so our defense played extremely well. You know, I think Greenfield hit a couple of pass plays there on us right before half. Uh, but for the most part, they were pretty stagnant. You know, we, we played really good assignment sound football on the defensive side and, and just never really allowed Greenfield to get in a rhythm. I got to ask, how was your quarterback days in practice that day? Ah, uh, you know, it, um, uh, and though that, that, uh, I don't know if I'll be running a scout team quarterback anymore for Vera Midline <laughs> without a helmet. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, who had a big game for you guys on defense? I'm just going to go with the whole unit. You know, uh, again, it starts up front with our D-line, and, and we, we kind of roll people in and out of that. I mean, we're not afraid to put some linebackers down with our hands in the ground if we have to. We feel like it puts us in the best spot. That's kind of what we did this this past week. You know, we wanted to get a little bit more speed and attack that mesh point quick and do some stunts and – and kind of caused some, you know, some havoc with some penetration through the B gaps, and we were able to do that. You know, Seth Edwards is normally a linebacker for us, and he's he's our leading tackler. You know, he'll be a mid, an inside linebacker, and he plays some, you know, some strong safety for us too. You know, in our in our three three, I call it an overhang. Um, but we had him down as a defensive tackle, pinching hard through the B gap this past week, and he's just a kid that loves to play hard and do whatever the team needs, and. 
He's a physical kid. And so, you know, it started up front. Our D-line did extremely well. And then our edge guys really trusted it. They trusted that the people that were going to tackle the dives would do so. They stayed at home for the quarterback pulling it. They stayed at home for counter. And they stayed at home for the veer pass. Um, and, and once we really kind of established that we were going to do those things, it really left Greenfield grab bagging for anything that could, they could get going. And, and again, they've got some good receivers. You know, they had a couple of tall receivers that are really good jump ball getters, and they hit us on that a few times. Our corners weren't out of position. We just got out jumped, and sometimes that happens. But, you know, as a whole, the defensive unit played very well. I know that uh, Seth Edwards has been struggling with health lately. Did the did off week help him? Is he. <laughs> It did, and then he turned around and 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 got a a real bad deep bone or deep muscle bone bruise on his quad. So, you know, it's going it's going to uh, bother him the rest of the season. But, and, you know, I could tell you from how the practice has gone this week, you, we're not going to be able to hold Seth out. I mean, he's just going he's just that type of kid that he's literally going to have to be have both legs gone before he's not on that field. And and you know, he's a senior. He's leaving it all out there and. And, and you can't pull him back. You know, you tell him to sit out, and that's just not in his vocabulary. And and so we've, we've really had to almost tie him to a tree during practice <laughs> to keep him from coming in and trying to do things without us realizing it. Um, but he'll he'll play hard. You know, he's been going to therapy to try to to try to try nurse that, that injury. I mean, that, that at the top of that quad muscle, that's mm-hmm. just a really, really tough spot if you get um, – if you get a deep bone bruise there. And so it's, it's nothing major. It's just really nagging a lot of pain that comes with that. So he's doing a decent job of managing that, but no, he's healthy. And, and once his adrenaline gets going, it doesn't matter if he's not healthy or not. He, he plays really hard and really physical. That's what I figured from that, from what the way you talk about him. Oh yeah. Yeah. If we, if we had 10 to 12 Seth Edwards, we'd, we'd be a daggum good one, a football team. Other than Seth and then you're busted up eye, are there any other injuries coming from this <laughs> No, again, you know, we're, we're entering into week nine or ten, whoever calls it what now, I, I lose track. But I do too. We're, we're going into our ninth game at this point. And so, you know, you're going to have some soft tissue injuries. You know, you're going to have some bumps and bruises, a few rolled ankles or twisted knees here and there. But, but overall, we are healthier right now than we were going into the bye week. So that's always a positive and hopefully, you know, after a pretty physical game with Scotts Hill, I anticipate coming up this Friday, uh, we'll be we'll we'll still be fairly healthy, you know, going into the end of the season and in the playoffs. Awesome. Um, how's practice? How's the vibe at practice been this week? How's you know, I, I and I may have jinxed it because I'm I don't know. I, I'm a different guy, and, and Coach Hodge will tell you this. I know he remembers working with me. I've always got a negative outlook of my feel of how Fridays are going to go and. I've always been that way. My wife calls me crazy. Um, but, you know, I, I made the comment after our Thursday practice today to one of my assistant coaches, and I said, you know what, I, I know I never feel this way, but but I have a decent feeling about how we how we prepared this week and, and how tomorrow night's going to go. And, and that kind of scares me because that's never me. But, it, it you know, regardless of what happens tomorrow night, it's been a very good week of practice. Um, some of the kids that I was worried about their, their practice habits starting to drift because, you know, it's a long season. And, right. and if you win, it continues to get longer. And those that lose focus here at this time of the year are the ones that go home early. And, and so with the young team, you always worry about that. But, man, we had some younger kids, especially our sophomore bunch. They brought some good practice habits this week. And they got after it. And they set the tone. And, 
and that, and that's important. You know, it can't just be the same kids week in and week out trying to drive that heartbeat and that culture. And, and we're starting to have some younger ones. I think it's starting to click with them. And so I hope that pays off this Friday to, to kind of, you know, help solidify that mindset. So it's been a very good week of practice. We've been physical, man. We, we have got after it and they have enjoyed it. They've embraced it. You know, we were hit with some cold weather. I'm sure you were too. Yep. Down in Georgia, and 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 I talked about it on our radio show the other night. I was very grateful to have some cold weather because I want our kids to be prepared for it because we're still going to be physical regardless if it's cold. So it was nice to have that cold snap and have some 40-degree temperatures with some wind blowing and making it feel in the 30s, and we're out there practicing, and we're doing – we're doing full out tackle, you know, perimeter tackling or juice or whatever we want to do. And, and I think it was great for our kids and man, they really got behind it after that first day and just had really good practices this week. That's awesome to hear. Really glad for that. Um, uh, in preparation for this Friday night's game, you've got Scott's Hill. I, I don't know much about those guys. I know they're bigger than you guys. Um, uh, size wise. I don't know about physically wise. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, they're, they're a 2A school. They're a 2A playoff team, and they are a bigger school. They're actually going to be going up to 3A next year, so their numbers are increasing. And, and so they're, going to, they're definitely going to outnumber us as far as depth goes, and, and they're bigger. You know, they've got some big linemen. You know, Scotts Hill, traditionally there in Hardin – or I think it's Hardin County, I think is where they're at. South, no, it's Henderson County. Sorry, it's Henderson County there. Right beside Lexington. Lexington is typically a powerhouse in and out. Um, I think they're a little bit down this year, but they're still a very good football team. And then you got Scotts Hill is kind of that sister school that's relatively new. Um, kind of opened up there in the 2000s, I believe, maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, so it's it's not that old of a school, and and they're growing quickly. Um, they always have big physical linemen. They always have big physical backs. Um, and, and they just kind of hang their hat on being a physical football team. And, and they're really rough around the edges. And so it's going to be a challenge, you know, going to their home and, and playing them on their home turf. I haven't been there in a long time. I was thinking about it today. I think it's been nine years since I've been to Scotts Hill, you know, since before I went to Kentucky. So it's, it's been a long time, and that program has grown a lot. Um, and so it's, it's definitely going to be two teams that are structured – very similarly going at each other. And I think it's a real good test for us on both sides of the ball to see where we're at as far as our mindset and our physicality, to see if we can go up against someone that's a little bit bigger. You know, looking at some of these teams we may match up with in the playoffs, they're going to have some dudes, and we got to be able to find a way to handle some dudes and still do what we do. Um, I know that you said they have big linemen on offensive defense. Uh, what, do, what kind of offense do those guys run? Very similar to what Greenfield did out of the shotgun. I would classify them as a as kind of a pistol flex bone team. They don't do a lot of under center, hardly ever, uh, but they do try to run a lot of uh, rocket toss or toss sweeps, and they do some counters off of it. Every once in a while, they'll try some midline veer looks. I don't know if it's true. Can't really tell. Um, long story short, I think they're going to try to do a lot of different formations and a lot of different schematics to get multiple bodies on our perimeter to lead block for a ball carrier they love to try to get outside in some shape form or fashion and then the last time we played a team like this earlier in the season it kind of gave our defense some fits you know we didn't 
we didn't do a good job of securing C-gap plus. And so, you know, we've done a lot of work this week on our perimeter defense, and I hope it pays off. It's something we're going to need going into the playoffs. So, you know, they're going to present some challenges with their motions, their formations, and their counters off of it. Um, hopefully we don't overflow too much. We just have to trust what we see in front of us and trust what we've been taught all week. Um, who are their uh, players to watch out for on offense? You know, I think their quarterback's a young guy. Uh, sophomore, junior, maybe in that in that age range. He's a good he's a good ball player. He gets better every week. He's also their middle linebacker, uh, so that tells you a little bit about his physicality and his willingness to play tough. Um, so you know he's he's a good manager. He he makes good decisions with the ball. He doesn't do anything that he's not asked to do. He doesn't try to do too much. Um, they've got a couple different numbers that they like to move around. Number four, number five, and and number fifteen for them are kind of their go to guys right now. They move them all over the place. You know, four is kind of their their scat guy. Tries to do a lot of stuff to get the ball in his hand. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for waiting. That's right. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Sorry, I'm getting I'm getting my wife's supper right now. Are you all good? Yeah, that was be on the be on the podcast. You know, let, let everybody know that I am human too. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, they move four around in the slots and wings and do different stuff with him to try to get him the ball. Five, they'll put it tight end, sometimes some running back. He's a decent-sized kid, plays hard. Fifteen is their normal uh, starting running back, and, and he runs the ball hard. And those are their three or four go-to guys that, that they just want to move around in different formations to try, again, try to set up numbers, get favorable matchups for what they can, you know, what they feel like they can take advantage of. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for us defensively to be sure we see the formations and we don't get outmanned one way or the other with our alignment. Um, switching to the defensive side of the football, um, what kind of defense do they, they, they run on that side? You of the know, ball? almost a carbon copy um, of what Coach Dolan and then myself before Coach Dolan are. You know, I, I was a you know, kind of developed this under Coach Hodge over the years, and we developed, a, you know, a 3-3 stack system that fit us. It's it started out being a very traditional 3-3 stack for us. And then over the years, you know, with Hodge, I kind of got away from the traditional stack and 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 did some different things, multiple things out of the stack. And then, you know, me hiring Coach Dolan, he's a very multiple stack guy. Uh, Scott's Hill is, is what I would consider a true disciple of the 3-3 stack. They do they do things pretty much by the book. You know, if you're, if you're a true stack guy, you know, you don't like to break the stack, you – you bring extra people into the box to keep the stack, and so they're, they're going to they do a lot of really good things out of it. You know, their D linemen are quick, especially at the D tackle spots. They slant well. Um, they they play fast. Their noses are big humans that are really good at the knock back technique. They'll take a center, and knock them back. But probably what's more impressive is that, is their stat backers are downhill quick. They make good reads. They don't just play downhill fast just to play downhill fast. They make very good decisions where they go. So we're going to have to be really good with their their six in the box and have our eyes up and see who's where. And but we also got to figure out how they're going to line up to our formations. You know, being a stat guy, I, I do understand kind of what formations cause me strain and yeah. and causes the stack a strain and. And so we, we're going to throw some things at them early to kind of see how they line up to that and see if we can't get some numbers and some matchup in our favor. Awesome. Who are their players to watch out for on defense? You know, 52 is a, probably their strong side linebacker. Uh, he's a really good football player. He's also a starting offensive guard for them. So with him going both ways, hopefully we can wear him out a little bit. 
Um, but he plays downhill hard. Again, I've already mentioned their starting quarterback is their starting middle linebacker. So to me, as a defensive guy, now a head coach, that just tells me he's a little bit of a war daddy. Uh, he's kind of their do-it-all. Uh, he plays really well. And then their, de- their, their defensive noses, their nose tackles, they're big bodies, and they do a good job of firing off the ball and trying to cause penetration right there at the snap. Um, and so we're going to have to do a great job of, of kind of holding our water with him. But probably the thing, and there's not enough talking about it right now, but you know, the more I think about it, the more it concerns me is their backside defensive tackle, their weak side defensive tackle, number nine. He slants really fast and really hard. He's going to slant to the strength. And if we don't get him cut off, he will chase things down from the backside. So that cut block on the backside is going to be probably the biggest block, in my opinion, of the night. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. Uh, I got some fun questions for you, then I'll let you get out of here. Um, Go for it. Xander Moon is at Bethel now. Mm hmm. How's he doing? Yeah. There? Well, he's actually going to start after Christmas. So, you know, he, he kind of took a semester to figure out what it is he wanted to do. And, you know, I've kind of stayed on him since he's graduated, you know, because he kept, every time I talked to him, he kept talking about it, kept talking about it, kept talking about it. And, and I continue to talk to him about you know kind of what my mindset was when I was leaving high school going into college. I, I, you know, I had half of me wanted to play, you know, give college sports a try, and half of me didn't. And I told him I'd, I'd rather have tried and and realized it wasn't for me than live in regret for the rest of my life or not taking an opportunity that had been presented to me. And I think that finally hit home with him, and and he had been talking to Bethel for a little bit, and 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 they're going to. Uh, they're going to bring him on as a receiver, you know, as a receiver after Christmas. And so I'm excited for him. Um, you know, he's an athlete. I know we had him at quarterback, but he could play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he's going to be a very good uh, slot receiver threat for him, for them. And I know he's excited and I couldn't be more happy for him. That's awesome. I, I, I follow him on Twitter, so I got to keep up with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we'll be hearing big things from him very soon. Um, you mentioned you got supper for the, your wife. Uh, how's the family doing? They're doing good. Um, my daughter's been battling a little bit because of the stomach bug, kind of everything going around right now. Uh, but she's doing better, and, and my wife's doing good. And, you know, we're in the long grind of a football season. Um, it's a little bit later tonight than I normally am on a Thursday night, but sometimes that happens. But that's why it's important to have a great family. It's important to have a great supportive wife and, and a child that understands and a strong, you know, strong home. And, and, and ultimately, you know, if any coaches that are listening or anybody that's listening, really, I think communication is key. Um, you can't, you can't over communicate when you're away from home as much as I'm away from home. And, Definitely. you know, sometimes it may seem very minimal um, as far as what I'm calling to tell my wife, but I think it means the world to her. And, and I'm not going to say it's easy on her. I know it's not, but, you know, she, she's a trooper, and she loves football, and, and she loves supporting me, and she's there in the good times, and she picks me up in the bad. And you got to find that somebody that, that gets what you do, regardless of what your career is. And, and I've lucked up, and I've outkicked my coverage, and I have one that I think is in the long haul for me. And last week was fall break for my daughter, and she came to practice a few days and blew the whistle and all those good things. And I think she she's hooked on it, and told the boys to take their knee pads out of the game pants because she helped me wash pants one day and there was knee pads all in them and boy, she didn't like she didn't like pulling out sweaty knee pads out of sweaty pants so she let them have out she let them hear about it but um nice you know it's fun getting your family involved in what you do 
it, it oh, makes yeah. it, it makes it mean just a little bit more. And and you know, I, I'm big on family. I'm big on our our program being a family atmosphere, and I want my family to be a part of it. And 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 so to have my daughter around our kids and our kids, you know, kind of include her and our managers were great with her while she was there and it it, it means a lot it, it really means a lot it lets me know that what we're doing is right that's awesome that sounds awesome um you know the big question i gotta ask you go vols what go vols. how how was that game for you man i well so look i didn't get to enjoy it as a typical vols fan i was in a wedding um awesome. that i had to be at at, at four o'clock uh, which would be at five o'clock your time, and, um, and so we were watching it on the phone during the wedding, oh. and, and but it was my best friend from from diaper days, and I never thought he would get married, and he finally got married. So I mean, it, it's it's one of those days, but it uh it was very very stressful, especially there towards the back end. You know, it, we were off and on when we could watch it, and. And I think we were watching it when they muffed that uh, – well, not muffed the punt, where they had a fumbled exchange, Tennessee did, and Alabama scooped and scored it. And and that was kind of the last thing we saw for a little bit. And I was like, man, that's just typical typical how it goes. And next thing I know, I'm watching a knuckleball go through the upright. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's – yeah, it's exciting. You know, it really is exciting. Um, it, 15 years, I remember the last time Tennessee beat, you know, Alabama and – and it doesn't feel like it was 15 years ago. And and I'll say this, I, I've been skeptical, and I still am skeptical. I mean, Tennessee's got some tough games coming up. Kentucky's not going to be a cakewalk, and you still got Georgia there. And and so there's there's some, there's still some big games left to come. But, man, they looked good. They looked really good, off, especially offensively, even without their best receiver, even though Hyatt is, is beginning to make a case of his own. But – you know, offense look good. I think Alabama has one of the best running backs I've ever seen them have right now. Um, he is extremely impressive. Um, you know, they're a good football team. You know, Tennessee just made some plays when they had to, and, and I think they took advantage of that home field. How he ever started at Georgia Tech, I do not understand. I, I don't either. I really don't. And and I don't feel like there's enough talk about him. I, I, he's a good back, man. Mm-hmm. I agree. And – so the high school that he came from, and Dalton, which is Dalton High School in uh, Northwest Georgia, okay, uh, they've got a back just like him right now. Wow, well, he's got, I'm, I'm glad we don't have any of those around us because that's not fun. Um, you know, they, I've heard I've heard people make you know comparisons to Alvin Kamara uh, with him, and and I would agree with that. I mean, he's just he's an impressive specimen and athlete, and. You know, Alabama's known for having some really good running backs, and they've had them over the years under Saban. But mm-hmm. I'd, I'd put this one up there with any of them. I, yeah. I, I don't understand why there's not more talk about him. I mean, every time he touched the ball, he was making positive things happen 90% of the time. And the receivers are what Alabama is, you know, known for, and they're not playing as well as they you, they, you would think they would be. No, no. But, you know, you never know how kids are going to play. Right. You know, they're college athletes. They're, they're still kids. And, right. and you know, it, gosh, it's just it, – it, it, I'm happy for, you know, Tennessee to be able to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, re- regardless of how the season goes, they've obviously proved that they're no longer the doormat of the East. They're no longer the bottom three of the East. Um, and that, you know, we're, we're heading in the right direction. And I think they're only going to get better as the years go on. I will say – 
I don't defensively against Georgia. I don't. I'm scared for Georgia to play their offense, but defensively for Tennessee, I, I think our offense. I think it's going to be half. It's going to be high scoring like that game because. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very good game. You know, I, you know, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to toot our own horn because I have nothing to do with them. But I don't know if there's any way to really stop Tennessee's offense. I think the only thing that stops Tennessee's offense is them just not executing and catching the ball or, or, or making good plays. Um, so it's it's just going to be, uh, can you score with them? And that's going to be the question. And and I think Georgia's built for it. Um, and with it being between the hedges, that definitely helps them. But, uh, you know, we all remember what happened the last time Tennessee was between the hedges. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Coach, it's been fun as always. I look forward to talking to you next week after our big wins over the bigger Scotts Hill. Yes, we appreciate it. It's good to hear from you. Thanks, Coach. You have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. Next up on the podcast, Coach Keetaj from Dresden Lions Football. Stop recording. Hey, Coach, how's it going? Hey, hey man, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Sorry, my phone didn't tell me you sent me a text message until like 10 minutes later. So. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. What's happening? Well, not much. Uh, how was how's, you guys coming off of a bye week? How, how was that for you guys this week? Oh, it was good. You know, it allowed us to, uh, you know, just mentally and, and physically uh, kind of take a break, you know, from everything and uh, get away from the grind. You know, we played eight straight games. And, you know, if you had a bye week probably in the middle there, I think it'd be a little bit harder to take some days off. But, you know, considering when the bye week was for us, I thought it was good for us to take those days off and, and uh, spend some time with everybody's family and, uh, you know, cause we, you know, we get these kids six days a week and, um, you know, they, they need some time also. So I thought it was good for us and, you know, and I hope that it, I hope it pays off, you know, we'll see, you know, it's been on how we play tomorrow night, but, uh, we'll see if it paid off and we come out fresh and got our legs under us and, uh, we'll see how it goes. Awesome. Um, how's the vibe been at practice this week after the off week? Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, they, they get it, you know, they get the routine and, and everything that's involved in it. And, uh, we've actually had some really good practices and, uh, you know, we've changed some things here and there in the past two weeks and, um, we're going to see how that really pans out for us, you know, tomorrow night against a really good football team. And, you know, we changed some things defensively cause we've had to, and, uh, going to do things just a little bit differently in our game plan. So, uh, it's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be, uh, you know, the way they beat us last year. You know, we had to be smarter about how we're going to do things this year. So, you know, I'm interested in how that uh, works out for us and uh, see if we can execute the plan. We talked about some adjustments and some uh, personnel rearrangement you guys did last week. How how uh, how are the adjustments going with you guys? You know, I think that tomorrow night's going to be the tail for us, you know, because of the way that O'Brien County plays and, um, their size and, uh, they, you know, they got some strong kids too, you know, it's a big 4A school. So, you know, they do have a few more kids than we do. So I think that tomorrow night's going to be a really good evaluation, uh, game for us and tell us if I need to make, uh, you know, I'm leaning towards one more change and, um, and then sticking with it. So, 
you know, we'll have to wait and see. You know, I really want to see how we how we play tomorrow night before I, before I move forward with my thoughts or or uh, stick to what we're doing. So, you know, there, there's always going to be things in the single-A school that where you got to really pay close attention to, to things that you need to change in order to allow yourself to win and put yourself in the best position. So, you know, like I said, playing a very, very good team tomorrow night is going to allow us to – I think look a little closer at the changes we've made and and see if we want to stick with that exact route or maybe just slightly mix something here and there to give us a better give, give us a better setup. Awesome, awesome. Well, since you uh, you 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 already let in, but uh, you guys have got Obion County Friday night. Um, what kind of offense do the, those guys run? Well, the, the you could you call it a spread. You know, they they spread things out and they'll run two by two and they'll they'll run a lot. They'll they'll, they'll actually bring in a tight. They'll bring their guy in at tight end a lot and they'll run a lot of what I call an H back look. And um, you know, they mix it up well. You know, they run several different formations to basically run the same plays. Um, you know, but I feel like every game they mix things up and and bring out a new formation. And last year they did against us. They brought out several different formations. So, you know, we uh, I'm hoping that we've got our minds on how to make an adjustment uh, in game without panicking um, with with our rules that we have in place right now for them. And uh, but they're a downhill running team. They got a big running back. He's about six three, two twenty, and a uh, very physical kid that falls forward a lot. Uh, they they are constantly in second and four, second and three situations where they can call whatever they want, you know, having a, a kid like that. Um, and, you know, they've got big kids up front. You know, their size overwhelmed us a little bit last year, and um, I'm hoping it don't tomorrow night because they are bigger than us. You know, they average about 270 up front, and uh, we don't. You know, we don't We don't have – I mean, we got some bigger kids, you know, don't get me wrong, but, you know, a lot of our bigger kids play offensive line just like their bigger kids play offensive line. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where you got to be smart about how you how you play them and uh, and try to take advantage of some things that we feel like we can. Uh, but, again, it boils down to execution. You know, we got to execute those things. And uh, But they, they mix in a throw, too. You know, they'll throw it deep, and they got a big receiver. He's about uh, – he's a 6'2 kid, you know, about 205, so he's got some weight to him also. So he's a little bit of a, a mismatch uh, nightmare for about everybody they've played. But – you know, we'll we'll put our best on him and um and roll with it and uh, and see how we see how we compete. You know, it's the main thing is every play we got to compete really strong and and just get after them. So you know, they're good offensively. They're really good offensively, and um, they have been able to get a lot of yards on people. And um, they they know how to slow the game down and speed it up. You know, so you know I like what they do offensively, and uh, you know it's hard to prepare for for sure. Would you say their uh, big running back and their big receiver are their two players to watch out for on offense? Or is oh it yeah, yeah. That that's it's their guys. They're the ones that make them go. It's um, you know, their quarterback's a good player too. Um, he's got a little speed about him. Uh, he uh, he's he's a reading quarterback. They read everything. Uh, you know, so you know you got to play that too. You know, you got to be smart on the edge and and not let their quicker quarterback get on the edge on you also, but. Yeah, the, everything goes through – first, they're running back. He's their guy, you know. Um, he'll have 20-plus touches against us, I'd say 25. And then the receiver is going to get his his targets, you know, seven or eight targets. 
And uh, so you've got to, you know, you just you just got to try to take those things away the best you can and make them run more plays. I think that's the key is, you know, we just we can't let first down beat us. And then I, I know that sounds odd. A lot of people say third down, but I really, truly believe it's going to boil down to how we play against them. First down is going to determine a big part of the game. I got you. Um, switching over to defense. Um, what kind of defense does the Bayern County run? You know, they mix it up a little bit. They're primarily a three-front uh, team, and, um, you know, they, they run some a lot of man, and, and they and they kind of mix things up a little bit. You know, it's a uh, – they, they've played different teams than kind of what we do a little bit offensively, you know. So, you know, I've had to really dial in on, on taking a look at them and, and dissecting things. But, uh, you know, kind of went back to what they did to us last year, and last year against us they ran more of a forefront. Um, so, you know, we've prepared for, you know, different things and what we might see and, and have repped it and got our guys prepared. So, you know, that's the main thing is, is just preparing yourselves and uh, sticking to your rules and, and buying into that. But, you know, they're good defensively. They got, they got a really good nose. I like he uses his hands well and gets after it. And, um, he turns around and plays offensive tackle for us. I mean, for them. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got some, uh, some, some quick, they got a really big, corner that that's you know hard really hard to throw on uh, one of the bigger kids you'll see play defensive back uh, you know around here and uh so you know the main thing is is again we've got to put just like we did against McEwen you know the opportunities that we get we got to take advantage of them you know we need we need good field position and take advantage of it and uh but they got a good kicker so we, we've got to prepare ourselves to you know drive 70 plus yards sometimes because of their kicking game they, you know they got a really good so uh, that's important too. You know, our kicking game is going to be big. And uh, but my main thing is is stopping them on first down and us putting points on the board to put them in a position to have to throw the football. So you know, that's kind of a the main thing, the main keys to the game, I guess you could say. Does that uh, wide receiver and uh, running back also play defense? Well, they usually don't, but they did last week in their big region game. They played a big region game against Milan, and uh, they did. They they uh, the receiver played some free safety, and then the running back turned around and played outside linebacker. So, I don't know if I if they'll do that. You know, I really don't know. You know, I don't know what they're what they'll do in this game against us. I think I think they will when they need. I think I think the running back will play a lot at outside linebacker, but I think the receiver will only come to safety probably on passing downs uh, to help him cover the field a little bit um, because, you know, he's a big kid and he's got range. So, you know, that's that's, that's probably what their plan might be, you know, but I'm not 100% sure they might go both ways the, the entire time, which I which I think could be a good thing for us. You know, I think that uh, the more they're on the field, the more maybe, uh, maybe they'll get a little bit gas. I, you know, I don't know that for sure, you know, but especially this time of year, it's going to be a lot cooler. So, uh, but yeah, that them being on defense, uh, I think could be a good thing for us. Um, how are you guys health wise going into this game on Friday night? Well, we did lose one kid, uh, that's gonna be out for several weeks. He, he's gotten real bad sick, and you know, he, he does feel a little bit better the past couple of days, but you know, he's going through a tough time, so it's gonna be a couple of weeks. He'll, he'll be down, and like uh, he starts on defense for us, and he's had an excellent year. and has really gotten after it and he's fast. He, he closes space down and 
you know, he's kind of relentless, do anything in the world for the team type player that, you know, and he's on all our special teams and he's not afraid to go down there and make tackles. So that, that has been, uh, to me, a big loss, you know, moving forward right now. And especially in this game, you know, where he's a, he's a pretty, for sure, he's a pretty sure tackler, uh, that you like seeing on the field against a, a, a team that can run the football like O'Bine. So, you know, and he's more – he is just tore up about it. He wants to be out there so bad. He's worked so hard and uh, hurt his foot last year and missed some games, you know. So, it's uh, – you know, it's just – it's bad luck. I mean, there's nothing else you could say. It's just it's one of those things. But, uh, you know, other than him, um, I would still say we're, you know, relatively healthy. You know, you know, you could be dealing with a ton of injuries this time of year and – and we we don't need that, you know. We uh, we need to stay as healthy as possible moving forward. And um, for the most part, you know, we are we are relatively healthy. Awesome, awesome. Um, I'll get I'll let you get out of here on some fun questions. Uh, how's like football? How's the family? Uh, well, family's really good. You know, we've uh, we've had to deal with some strep throat and some little things like that, and. Um, you know, your normal things you start seeing this time of year and, um, fall break was really good for us and, and uh, went camping and, and did some things. So it was really good. And nice. like I said, taking the, taking advantage of, you know, a little bit of time to spend with them and, you know, time that I, you know, obviously I can't get back and, uh, you know, it was flag football again. They didn't, they didn't play. Um, I don't want to say they didn't play well. They didn't win, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just they're they're still trying to figure things out on their team, and um, you know it just just it just is what it is, you know. I, but I do think he's having fun. Um, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think he's having fun and enjoying it, and um, you know it's a it's a learning. You know, when I, I know I mean I didn't play when I was six years old, so. Uh, we didn't have that option. You know, I didn't get to play until I was in sixth grade and here he is playing in first grade and yeah. uh, trying to learn the game, you know, and I, I had an older brother that, you know, that was big for me as far as learning the game and, and just paying, trying to pay as much attention as I can. And my dad loved football too. So, you know, that, that helps. And, you know, he has me, but, you know, again, I don't want to be, I don't want to push him, you know, I don't want to push him. He's six years old, like I said, and I don't want to push him too hard towards something and, and then regret it. So, you know, I'm just kind of letting him take a, get a feel for it and letting him uh, enjoy it. You know, he don't miss none of my games, so he's there and he gets to see it. So, um, you know, he's just kind of diving into it. You know, I think that's the main thing is just let sit back, me sit back and, and uh, try to keep my mouth shut and let him be a kid. And uh, that's hard, obviously. And um, you know, there's part of me that wants to show him every little thing. But, you know, I, I think that he needs to be taught by somebody else a little bit, you know, here and there and, and let him enjoy that part of it also. And cause you know how, you know, being a dad, it definitely, you know, dads put pressure on their, on their sons. And I, I just, I don't, I don't want to be too much that way. You know, obviously I'll, I'll do the best, I, you know, I'll do the best I can and, and all that, but I just don't want to push him too hard towards something and then him, uh, and then take the blame when he really doesn't like it. You know, I just want him to make up his mind. But anyway, I know I'm diving way into that too much. But, you know, I, he, he seems to be having fun. He's smiling. He's running. That's the main thing. Um, and uh, we'll see. Uh, keep, keep moving forward with it. I think he's got one or two more games left. And, and man, then we hit basketball running. So, I'll, I'll be coaching him in that. And Awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it's not awesome. But I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump into that with him and. And the main thing, it boils down to people just don't – they just don't want to coach. You know, they don't want to 
uh, do those things. And, you know, I get it, you know, it's hard. Um, it's more work and, but I want him to play and I don't want him to not be able to play because of a coaching situation when I'll, I'll go out there and have fun with them and, um, I'll show them the best I can and just let them play. You know, like I said, I want them to have fun and enjoy it. And that way they continue to play and, uh, and try to learn as they're having fun. So, you know, that's the goal, but, uh, you know, hopefully he'll have fun and stick with it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I got to ask you, do you, you see Tennessee, Alabama this weekend? I, I got to watch as much as I can. I was kind of here and there doing some different things and, um, you know, you know, I got to see most of the ending and all that stuff and different plays as, as the, throughout the game, but it's crazy. I mean, it, it's crazy. And it's, I, I, but I don't, I, I feel like Tennessee fans were more shocked than everybody else. I, I, I kind of felt like everybody kind of felt like Alabama could lose that game. Yeah. Uh, but I guess when you, when you're in it like that and it's live and it's that atmosphere of 110,000 plus, I mean, it's just nuts. Uh, and they had, you know, and here's what it all goes back to. Tennessee has not won a big game in a long time. Right. That type of atmosphere, that type of number one or two team in the nation, beating them, it just hasn't happened in a while. So when you get that opportunity and you, and you take advantage of it, it's to me, the biggest thing is, I think it's a, not that Tennessee has a bad culture, but that group of kids and coaches have now given that confidence back into the program and the recruiting and winning big games and knowing you can and that confidence, it's, it's huge. I, I think it's a huge step in the direction that, that they want to be in. And, uh, and uh, you know, Bam, I, I'd hate to be playing Bama this week. I think it's Mississippi State or whoever, but Oof. I would not want to be playing them after that loss. I'm telling yeah. you right now, they are going to be fired up. I'll be honest. As a Georgia fan, Tennessee's offense scares me. Well, it's just it's it's and and the thing is, it's not as overcomplicated as people think it is. It's just fast, and the quarterback is very efficient. He is so efficient, throws a beautiful ball. Uh, he is he's he to me he is really good. He's con- that's that's the thing. It goes back to the one thing I just said: confident. He looks so confident back there. It's just like. He, I don't know. He just looks really good right now. And but remember, Georgia's defense is unreal, and um, that could be a really, really good game. And like I, I think I, I don't know if me and you talked about this. In that scene. No, I thought it was on the radio. So I think it goes back again. It goes back to Tennessee if they if it's a really which I think it will be really good first half. Tennessee hangs around. They're just too confident. It's just it's going to be another huge game. That's uh, I think it's in Athens, isn't it? I think, yeah, it's in Athens. So it's, I mean, that's, I'd be a great ball game to be at. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be another good game. Apparently, this is the first ever showdown between two uh, top three teams in uh, in Athens. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Bama, that ain't never been Bama in Georgia. They just not, I guess they don't play a whole lot, do they? No, they don't. Or, which is crazy, too. Um, I guess that's the way the scheduling all works out. That's that's crass. That's 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 odd. Uh, that's gonna make think, it even bigger. Uh, what what time of day is that game? Do you know? I believe it's three thirty, but they they haven't come out with that yet because it's two weeks away. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that'll that'll be interesting. Kind of wish it was a night game. I always like the night games, but um, the stadium would look really good at night with that. With yes, that. no doubt. Um, they're doing like a black and orange checkered thing. 
this weekend against oh. UTM, I think. Or maybe it's a different game. I'm not sure. I maybe it's Kentucky it's game. game. Is it this game? I feel bad for UT Martin, though. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, their quarterback is from Dresden. Uh, yep. Uh, which, obviously, it's 10 miles down the road. But uh, Dresser's having a heck of a year for them. And, uh, you know, he, he's a good quarterback and doing great things for UTM right now. So, um, but, yeah, like UTM's playing good football. Just saying. Do what? I feel like he's been forever. He has. Um, <laughs> you know, Dresser's been around a little while. And, you know, he and he and he's he's had some injuries and things that uh, that have held him back, and you know, and he's now getting a healthy opportunity to jump in there and and, and take command of the offense. And uh, Coach Simpson's done a great job with him. And uh, you know, Dresser's Dresser's a talented kid. You know, he punted for him and uh, oh. has done different things for him. So you know, he's a he's a he's a very talented. Uh, he's a young man now, but he, he's a very talented kid. I knew he gave Murray fits a couple weeks ago, so yeah, yeah, he can play. I mean, he can play smart, real smart kid. Awesome, <clears throat> awesome. Well, I look forward to talking to you next week after a big win of uh, over O'Brien County. And uh, well, I hope so. Coach. I thank you, and I hope so. I hope it's a, it will be a big, it'll, it'll be a big win for us if we can pull this one and uh, get some momentum moving forward. But man, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Awesome. You have a good week, coach. All right. See you, man. See you.